your best on Gates of the Garden when you battle in jokes. But lost to Will, Nitty, JC, you fall short when you battle the GOATs. Your first big battle was Craig. Your ass just got smoke. Look what happened with Lamar, Jackson. Yeah, you run shit but lose when it matters the most. You're supposed to, you're supposed to get, you're supposed to, hey, you're supposed to get your fame off names. You done lost every playoff game. When you get tested, you don't make noise. Tayrock's chain. Welcome back to another episode of Lab with Karisha. I'm your host, Karisha Diva, and we went to Canada to Canada this time for battle rapper Corey Sharon. How are you? I'm doing good. Thanks for having me on. Thank you for coming on. Um, so you're an amazing artist, very talented. For everyone um who don't know, can you kind of fill them in a little bit about the history of the KOTD battle? Like how it kind of got started. Yeah, so uh, it's been around for a, a little over 10 years. So it started uh -huh. in 2008 and I started doing it in 2009. And essentially it's like, uh, it, it's similar to the URL smack battles. It's just the, the Canadian uh, version of it. So there's there's two battle rappers that go against each other. It's, um, it's written battles. So we get usually like a month to prepare for the opponent. And uh, it's usually about three rounds, about two to three minutes each. Battle, diss each other, and then uh, the judges pick who they thought was better, or sometimes it's promo and like the fans just decide to. Do you ever forget your lines, like when you write your battles? Have you ever like had a brain freeze? Yo, knock on wood, I haven't yet. <laughs> but now that I said that, I probably will next time. Oh no! <laughs> hey, it happens to me. Just um, if you drop the ball, just. Close your eyes, let it catch back up to you, or throw something else in, or say something you already said before. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, what, straight up. What's been like, has it ever been like an embarrassing moment during a battle where you just like, oh my God, I cannot believe this happened? Um, probably the most embarrassing one. It was on like World Star and stuff. It was like four or five years ago. Um, I was battling this guy named K Shine in Atlanta. And uh, I had like a prop and he like hit it out of my hands and I got mad and then I slapped his hat off his head and then he actually slapped me. And then that like went viral on, on Worldstar and all the, the blog sites and stuff. And then um, people photoshopped like a huge handprint on my cheek. It wasn't real, but like that went viral. That was like the clip with it. So everyone thought I had like a huge handprint on my cheek. And yeah, that was probably the most embarrassing uh, oh. moment I had. Yeah, so thank you for telling us. At least you were honest. So um, <laughs> I wanted to ask you this because, you know, it's hip hop. I noticed that with the battle rap, y'all could get a little below the belt. How do you feel being as, um, you know, a, a white man and people bring up race and battle rap? Does that like offend you? Is that offensive? No, it doesn't. It, it, it doesn't offend me. I mean, like if someone uh, says anything regarding my, my race, that's it, it, it is what it is because at the end of the day, it is, um, I do realize battle rap and rap in general is, is black culture. So I do realize like I'm a, I'm, I'm, I'm a guest in the culture and I'm happy to, you know, be given a chance to perform and everything. Um, but when it goes the other way, since, you know, we are guests in the culture when uh, white people do uh, racist things towards black people in the battle rap, that's where it tends to start altercations and stuff. So um it's cool either way and, and you know there's a lot of um um black black mcs that use race to they use like the platform to speak about um 
the injustice that's going on to black people from you know police brutality and everything so it's not like they're even dissing the opponent but they're like saying since you're white let me speak about you know what white cops are doing to our people and it's like it's a, it's a good platform to have their their voice heard i find for that so that was refreshing so you're obviously you're in tune with what's going on in the community Oh yeah, yeah, for sure. Oh, that's that's what's up. Being as, and even though so you live in Canada, do you are so are y'all do y'all have your air to the streets about uh, Maude Arbery and, and George Floyd and all the injustice we lost and this year along with like police brutality and racism has it like had an impact on y'all up there? Yeah, I mean not as much as it has in the states, but it, it definitely has. There was um, marches everywhere in in, in Canada, so. Uh, there was one in where I'm from in Ottawa. I didn't end up going just because it was, you know, peak coronavirus season and everything. But had it literally been any other year, I would have uh, I would have went. But it definitely uh, affected um, ev everywhere in Canada. People people heard about it. It was all everyone everyone was talking about. And it, it definitely opened up uh, a lot of people's eyes who weren't aware of what was going on because um, obviously, those issues are, are more prevalent in the states than they are in Canada, and a lot of people in Canada uh, weren't aware that type of stuff was going on. So as, as horrible as it was, it was good that it was captured on video, so a lot of people that aren't aware that that stuff was going on were able to see that there, there's issues that, that need to be spoken about, and you know, being silent about it doesn't doesn't help anything either. You know, if you're being silent and not speaking about it i wouldn't say it's you know as some people say it's just as bad as, as doing it but it's you're not helping push push the right right agenda if you just sweep it under the rug so um i've always incur i i've made some posts on instagram and facebook to you know hopefully inspire more more white people to speak about it too because i know it's a, it's an awkward thing sometimes for white people to speak about but um the more people talk about it the more we could you know resolve these these issues in due time yeah very well said that's that was you said a mouthful um going into hip-hop how do you feel about the present state of hip-hop and where it's going now more like mainstream hip-hop like do you feel like the new wave of artists are um are bringing hip-hop to another level or are we just going backwards it depends how you look at it i mean i like the new the you know all the mumble rap and stuff i like it because it's more it's it's like more lit party music. Like when you're out, you're drinking, it's a vibe, you know? So like you're, you're drinking, you're partying with, with, with your friends and, and, and the new mumble rap style, it's more like melodic and catchy. So it's good. I think it, you know, a lot of people enjoy that, but I also like the old school stuff like Big L, Biggie, uh, Tupac, hey. uh, you know, all, all of the old school stuff. I think like lyricism in the mainstream has, has went, has went downhill. But it's just everything evolves, and right now it's more about catching a vibe than 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 lyricism in the mainstream. So everything goes through waves. That's cool. Who's your favorite mainstream artist? Mainstream male mainstream artist and your favorite female hip hop mainstream artist or underground. Who are you listening yeah. to? Yeah. So mainstream, I mean, bias, but I gotta go Drake. You know, I'm. Hey! You can't say Drake. I should have said no. Of course you're gonna say Drake. I don't know why I said that. <laughs> um, without, let me see. Uh, I do like J. Cole, Kendrick. Okay. Um, they're they're definitely 
uh, up there for me. Uh, I'm trying to think female artists. I mean, like the one I guess I'm listening to the most right now is just probably Cardi B because she's all over. She's all over the right. It's hard not to listen listen to Cardi B. Uh, my favorite female rapper. I really like. Uh, it's underground, but her name's Beans. She was on Rhythm and Flow, and I she's. I didn't watch Rhythm and Flow. I gotta check her out. Is she dope? She's dope. Like she's she's more like underground style, and like I saw her on, on that show, and I thought she was she was really dope, and I kind of like followed uh, her stuff a bit on Instagram, and I think she's dope. Do you think that any of the artists that are mainstream could like do a battle with the um the KOTD guys and with like who will win if we did like a mainstream battle versus a battle rap group of people? Yeah, they could. A, a few people have, like Cassidy has. He yeah, he Cassidy. battled a couple times. Uh -huh, he's super dope. Yeah, he he's super dope. He didn't really transition well in, in, in the battles, but um yeah, he tried to do it. I'm trying to think who else transit. Joe Budden did it. He battled Hollow to Dawn. Uh, he didn't do that good either. So I think some people could. It's just it would it would you know you'd you'd have to find the right person to do it because it's it's a different sport per se. Like if you put us in a booth with them, they're we're not going to make a better song than them. But you put them in in what we do in the battle arena probably nine times out of 10 will do better because it's just what we've been doing. So it's kind of like, it's kind of like boxing and MMA, you know, you put Floyd Mayweather in the cage with McGregor, McGregor will win. But if McGregor puts on the gloves, Floyd's going to beat him. You know what? You said it perfectly. I, that's the best way I've heard it all day. Like that's, that was really well how you said it. What do you think is the biggest misconception in the music business? Um, biggest misconception in the music business is, hmm, it's a good question. Let me think about that. I would say the biggest misconception would be that just because you're famous and you're on tours and you're on the radio doesn't actually mean that you're rich. Like even people like Kesha and certain artists sign bad deals and you would assume that they're like, millionaires and 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 are, and are able to retire but like their label ate a lot of their money or they were actually in debt to their label they got like advances so i would say like definitely yeah i think that happened to meg the stallion too she was complaining she got yeah. a, a bad deal and like if you just look at everything that she's she's done you would think oh meg the stallion's caked up like she's she's you know, I think Rock Nation had, Rock Nation came and saved her. I'm pretty sure Jay and, and B are doing real good behind her now. Yeah, yeah, yeah. She did get saved, so it just goes to show like you don't really know how much people are bringing home at the end of the day. And then then there's these underground people who aren't on the radio and stuff, and you know maybe only have like a hundred, two hundred thousand Instagram followers, but they have a loyal fan base and they're buying all their merch and. Uh, they get a hundred percent of their royalties, and then those people are making close to like a million or a few hundred thousand dollars a year. And you would think, oh, they're a struggling artists. So I would say that's the biggest misconception: is just because you're on the radio and you're signed doesn't mean that you're in a better position than an unsigned artist. Okay, well said. Tell us about the music scene in Canada. What's it like out there? Do y'all have open mics? Are y'all open right now with the pandemic? Yeah, it's a cool scene out here, and like. Um, Toronto has really, really grown in the last five years. Like 
Toronto people, you not they didn't really even talk about it before. Now even all these songs in, in the States, the rappers are like, I was in the six and like the six is Toronto. So when these rappers are singing like, I got That's my bad six. The six is Toronto, the area code six, four, seven. So tr- the six is Toronto. Oh, okay. I didn't, I didn't know that. Yeah. So when, when you hear these rappers saying I'd had, you know, just, flew, you know, my bitch is from the six, like they're speaking about Toronto. So Drake kind of made, it used to be called the dot to Toronto T dot. And then Drake kind of changed it to, um, to the six. So yeah, Toronto's popping up. Like there's Tory Lanes, obviously people know about him, Drake, Pressa, and there's just a, you know, there's this distinct Pressa Toronto. Is dope. I seen Pressa on Instagram a few weeks ago. She's, Pressa. yeah, she's hard. Pressa. Super dope. So Toronto's got a, got a really good scene and yeah, we're closed right now because of the pandemic. So there's not much, much going on, but um, Toronto's definitely a, a good scene and, you know, kind of a hater scene though. A lot of people do like the Toronto rappers do beef with each other and hate when they see someone come up. Like when Tory was getting a buzz, people were hating and stuff. So um, yeah, some a bit of a hater city, but it's still definitely like, I think it's like that anywhere though. Like when yeah, people see you leave your hometown, they, they get that. It's, it was like yeah. that in Philly too. When Cassie started popping off, like he was getting all kinds of hate. That's People just people could be really hateful and jealous and don't want to see other mm-hmm. people succeed. So I guess y'all y'all getting that in Canada. It's probably all over the world. So what's your schedule for 2021? What you got coming up? 2021, um, I got uh the, actually the King of the Dot title match. So I'm doing that. So like the championship match, I'm going to be battling uh, January 10th on. Uh, uh, what's it? It's like called the Grand Prix Finals card. So I, I'm gonna going against a guy named Real Deal. He's the champion right now. Uh, you gonna take Pittsburgh. the belt, right? You gonna kill him? Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> definitely. Did, did you start preparing your your battle? Did you prepare your your music yet? Is it? Yeah, I'm, 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 yeah, I'm pretty prepared. I'm just like in the memorization stage right now, but I'm I'm definitely happy with with where I'm at. And uh, so I got that. And then also I do like the wild and out stuff as well, but that's kind of like on hiatus right now. I don't have a wooly, but I stand a chance. I toss a girl salad with a dab of ranch. And as a rap duo, y'all ain't the greatest. You're only here cause Ray Schremer couldn't make it. Yo, I heard him bring up Get Out, so. You brought up Get Out, but have you seen your mother's waist? Her is so deep, they call it the sunken place. Mm-hmm. Um, for two reasons, because of the coronavirus, and also uh, Nick did have a fallout with Viacom regarding. Right. Um, I, I was going to ask you about that. So, how is Wild and Out going to move forward? Are they going to just move on and replace Nick with someone else, or? I have no idea. I mean, I've seen meme rumors saying they wanted DC Young Fly, but it was just a meme rumor, you know, so it doesn't really hold any weight, but I don't know. I've also seen from legit sites saying that uh, Viacom and Nick Cannon, um, they've like accepted his apology and they're coming to terms. So there's a chance that they might bring Wild and Out back. Um, I personally think it will come back because uh, Nick Cannon's apologized and then he's also taken action into his apology and he's doing certain things right now with the Jewish community and he's like 
you know, posting Instagram photos and stories of him reading a lot of books about the Jewish community and really studying about it because I don't think he he met any any hate towards them. I think he just said something and didn't quite understand their history and how it, it could be deemed as, as hurtful from what he said. So I think he truly is sorry and they're seeing that. And uh, it's just money. It's a money maker. Wild and Out is one of the biggest awesome. money making shows for it's MTV awesome. and money. Money talks and bullshit takes the bus. So I think okay. that even when they were coming, they to do it. When they were coming to Atlanta, everybody was going to Wild and Out. So we yeah. hope that y'all can, you know, I hope Viacom can get it together. I hope that they make amends with Nick because, like, he's a really big part of Wild and Out. Like, I don't know, mm -hmm. if we can have it without Nick Cannon. Wouldn't be the same. It wouldn't be the same. It wouldn't. I don't know. And I, I heard DC Young Fly saying that um, he said that he he's really loyal to Nick Cannon, so he wouldn't even be a, a he wouldn't be um down with hosting the the show without you know Nick on there. So I don't think that'd be a route to go with anyway. So hopefully that Viacom get it together so you can get back for a while and now and get them checks too for twenty twenty one. Yeah, yeah, for real. I don't, I don't really think anyone would do the show if it wasn't Nick, because like Nick put us all on. So if they were like, "Oh, we found some new host," like I don't think the current castmates would even want to do that, just because it would be like a slap in the face to Nick. Like you put us on, and then you know you have a fallout. Then we're like, "All right, see you, Nick. Thanks, you know, thanks for putting us on." Like I feel like most of us would be like, "Yeah, if it's if it's not Nick, it's not it's not Wild No." Thanks. What was it like working with him? It was good. Like he, he was super respectful and polite. And, you know, there's rumors of a lot of people like Ellen DeGeneres that she was rude to the people she worked with, you know, like you would have never guessed it and stuff. And like, I'd never seen Nick be rude to anyone. He was always super polite. He was a great leader. Um, and he was really good at motivating us because even though the show's super fun to do, it's long, it's long days, you know, we're, we're at the studio 10 to 12 hours doing like three shows a day and like it's tiring getting out there and thinking of new material and making people laugh all day then, you know, going eating and working on your material like all in a day's work so like he was good at, at motivating us and helping us stay focused and just just an overall was was definitely a, a great boss and a great leader that's what's up so y'all actually write your own material on that show like everything is is written by y'all like off the top of your head it's not scripted no it's like it's like they they let us know like we have certain games like there's every episode there's a wild stall and there's like certain games that could play let me haul uh, breaking up is hard to do pick up and kill it and like when we go on to do the show we don't always necessarily know the exact games we're going to play but we have usually a good idea and then it's just like that but a lot of it's improv too because certain things will happen people will say certain things and you'll make a joke about it but if i think that we're going to play like um let me holla then i'll have like a pickup line prepared you know to like pick up a girl for the game so like some of it's off the head and then some of it you just like pre-memorize it got you got you who was your um favorite guest on that show who was the best show of all time on while and out chance the rapper hey that was dope i didn't like how y'all did azealia banks but chance was good azealia they were so mean to her on that show yeah she you know what out of all the people I've met on the show, she was the only one that was rude to 
to Nick Cannon and the guests. So she was, she was rude. Oh, I take she it was really rude. Like, um, I don't want to say his name, but one of the, my castmates on the show, he, uh, he saw her before the show, like in the hallway and said something to her, like something polite was just like, Oh, you ready for the, the wild style? Like, it's going to get crazy. You know, something like, you know, normal and innocent. And then she was like, she dissed what she had on, he had on. And she's like, you probably a virgin and like walked right by him, but like, didn't say it in a joking way. It was like kind of rude. And then before she got on the show, um, Nick was like, yo, is there anything you don't want us to say? Like, that's off limits. And she's like, nah, everything's, uh, everything's good. And then she went on there and, you know, people started dissing her just because that's what we do. And then she got super mad and, and, and caused a scene and ran off the stage, which is, you know, never happened before. And then, you know, we finished the episode with her and uh, Nick wasn't really going to air most of the episode. He's going to cut out like, um, the parts of her because he didn't want her to look bad like her crying and yelling yeah. but then the next day on Instagram she or Twitter one of the two she made a post and Nick Cannon has a disease called lupus yeah and know, she was like yeah and she made a post like I hope Nick Cannon dies of lupus and like so Nick was like okay like if you're if you're gonna play like that like we're gonna show people what happened because she was saying she was a victim on the show and you know we distern were so ruder then it's like well nick showed what happened and like you know sh the fact that she's gonna say he hope he he dies a lupus that's like that's more than a low blow you know and that's not yeah, even that like, was nasty and that's crazy yeah. i didn't i didn't know any of that i take back everything i say child wow yeah she she was the only person on the show that i didn't like out of all the celebrity guests she was the only one that was like really rude to us all well, we see where that's gotten her. She's lost a lot of blessings. So we'll just keep her on the player list. But back to you <laughs> with your upcoming battle. So you know I was going to ask, you got, can you give us like five bars of something you have ready for January? Give us a little sample of what the people are going to get when you win this title next year. Uh, I can't do that because then like my opponent will be ready and he'll know like the type of stuff I'm, I'm going to have. It all has to be like new material, so. Oh, what about something I from back in the day that you that you remember off the top of your head? Like five bars to take us home. Oh, okay. From what I did in uh, in past battles. I'll try to think of one of my... Uh, I was battling a guy named Shotgun Shug. And uh, I had a line. He was like trying to... He was doing a lot of like white jokes and stuff. And he he's... Uh, he's, he's, he, you know, he's, he's kind of chubby. And he's friends with a guy named Surf. So... I, the whole thing I had was like um, something, something for Baba to duel. The only time they scream surf is when you hop in a pool. You want to bully a cracker or you thought you was cool. This is Columbine. A white boy's taking a shotgun to school. So that line got super crazy because hey! like Columbine when they took the shotgun to school and everything. Yes, so, Yeah. Well, I wish you the best of luck. I want you to win. I will definitely be tapping in in January and follow you on Instagram to make sure I tap in for this battle so I can get my life. Um, my sister put me on to the um, KOTD battle. She's like obsessed with you guys. She's an independent artist up in, um, she's in Atlanta, but she like, she loves the battle rappers. So shout out to you. I wish you the best so much. And thank you for giving, taking the time out to talk to me.
Yeah, yeah, no doubt. Thanks for having me on. And if you want to watch the battle, you you and your sister and or and, you know all of your your fans and listeners, it's uh, January tenth, and it's free to watch at um, three p.m. Eastern is when the card starts, and it's on an app called Twitch. You're probably familiar with Twitch. Of course, of course. Yeah, yeah. So Twitch King of the Dot. You just that's the channel, and you just click uh, three p.m. Eastern, January tenth. Um, yeah, it's free to watch. King of the Dot is the channel, and you just watch the battles. Don't have to pay a cent. It's free, free entertainment. Count the diva in. She will be there for the story. Yo, what up, it's Sharon? We just wrapped up another episode with Live with Carisha. Period. Thank you so much. Enjoy your New Year, okay? Yeah, you too. Cause you know girl you